Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 287, Authentic Expression with Helen Emery. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. everyone. Welcome back to Changeable. My guest in today's episode is Helen Amory, and she is the co-author of the book, um, The Complete Book of Awakening, which is a great book, and it is very complete. Um, It's an excellent book. So Helen and I are just, and many others, are coming off of um, a summit called the Enlightenment Summit um, that Helen organized and has put together. And at the time of you listening to this podcast episode, um, the summit will have just wrapped and it's we're about to go into something that Helen's calling the Enlightenment Event, which is a 10-month, um, you can do the whole 10-month or you can come in and out, really detailed, um, amazing, deep kind of look at uh, awakening, enlightenment, all of that from so many different angles, from um, from what's in the way from the thought angle, feeling, energetic, integration, the whole thing. It's a it's a really complete, really amazing event. So um, Helen's going to talk about that a little bit at the end of this episode. And I just really recommend it. I'm part of it in the thought category. Um, and I'll share all the links if you want to check that out. But in this conversation, um, what really kind of was the impetus behind this idea for Helen is this idea of authentic expression. So that's what we talk about here. And she talks about that just as basically being who you are, which I love because what else do we want? Like nothing else, not, nothing else really matters when we can just be who we are. Like that's, that's really, I think what we're all looking for. Um, I remember like early in my career days, just saying like, I just want to find a job at that time it was where I can just be exactly as I am. I don't want to have to put on clothes I wouldn't usually wear or put on, bring some different personality or some other traits to work. I just want to be myself. And it looked like that was about a job at that point. But I think that's really just like reflective of what we all just deeply want. We just want to truly be exactly what and who we are and not needing to know what the heck that is, but just be as we are, you know, in any given moment. So that's that's kind of how Helen talks about authentic expression or aligned expression. So we talk about that, that in this conversation, um, how natural it is, what gets in the way of it. And really what I think is super important that we get into is how we can be with with what seems to be getting in the way. So really simply what seems to be getting in the way of of authentic expression or just being as we are is conditioning, expectations, you know, fear, all of that stuff. But it it doesn't have to be so deep. It's like it just rolls through and it's there. And Helen talks really clearly and and in a really helpful way, I think, about how we can just be with that when it's here. Because I know I used to feel that stuff, kind of feel like it was sort of quote unquote, in the way, like this isn't authentic and this feels bad or whatever, but it looked like a problem. You know, it always looked like, oh, I need to do something about this conditioning or, oh, this is back, even that, which is fine, but but it doesn't have to be that way either. It's like, oh, okay, if we just are meeting whatever is here in this moment exactly as it is, we're letting everything, even conditioning, even fear, even even untrue thoughts, be exactly as they are, which is all we want, right? Is to just be exactly as we are. So I love the way that she talks about that in this conversation. Um, And I also really was dying to ask some questions about what I experience as, as a little like wonky period sometimes when we kind of know that what, or maybe we really know that what we're feeling is kind of just what we're feeling. It doesn't, it doesn't, like we know that it's not, I know that it isn't my husband doing things that annoy me, right? Now, but I st- I know it's my stuff, so to speak. I know it's just old crap coming up for me and then it really looks like he's doing it. <laughs> so 
the thing in that though that I think can be really kind of weird to navigate sometimes is well, what do we do with that when we're in relation with other people? Am I supposed to? Of course, right there, you know that we're often thought when there's a supposed to, but it can feel like, am I supposed to just never say anything because I know it's my stuff? I know it's my own thinking. Like, why would I pull him into it? Or am I supposed to say something? Or And of course, there is no supposed to answer to this, but I feel like there's a big space in there. And I, it, again, it's something that I, I honestly still kind of grapple with at times where it's like, I don't know, sometimes it just feels easier to not say anything when you know that it's thinking. And yet that doesn't, that also doesn't always feel right. So we discussed that a little bit too. So I love this conversation went in a lot of amazing places um, and I really hope you enjoy it. And if you feel you know, inspired by what you hear um, or called to check out the bigger event, check out the links um, and and just look into that because I, I think it's definitely worth doing. So enjoy this episode with Helen. Hi, Helen. Thank you so much for coming on Changeable. You're very welcome. It's great to be here. Yeah, uh, it's good to have you. And I'm excited to talk about this topic of authentic expression. Um, and even just as I say that, it's kind of like, even in my mind, like, ooh, what does that mean? <laughs> it could mean a lot of things. Um, so maybe I'll let you say kind of what it means to you, because I know it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a big thing for you and you have a whole event that we're going to talk about kind of um, based around this. So, um, and again, you might not say, it, say that phrase in that exact way, but when we're just talking about, yeah, just expressing in the most authentic way, well, what, do you, mm-hmm. what do you make of that? Yeah. Well, I'll maybe start actually by saying, yeah, it can be called lots of different things because it might be authentic, it might be aligned, it might be natural. But for me, they're all they're all different words for the same thing, which is really that um that feeling of being ourself, you know, most fundamentally, being um being the way that feels good for us, that feels absent of any kind of hooks or doubts or um overthinking or you know, it's just like like little kids that when we see little kids running around, just being themselves, they're not analyzing, they're not questioning, they're not doubting, they're not wondering, is this the right thing to do? And what will people think of me? And will they laugh? And will they think I'm stupid? You know, of course we collect that then later. But when we begin, we don't have any of that stuff. And so for me, that's what all of this journey is about, is us returning to that kind of state of of freedom and flow. But with the added bonus of all the learning that we've gathered along the way. So we don't actually want to return to being like an 18 month old, you know, that's not, (laughs) or a two year old, that's not the goal. It's, we're seeing them as that, that free flowing expression. And we get to include the benefit of all of our years of experience to know that, yeah, there are some boundaries and there are some things that are acceptable and some things that aren't in certain contexts. And that's just part of the game of life. It doesn't say anything about who we are or our worthiness or anything. That's just stuff that we've we've agreed as how we'll live in this human experience. So yeah, so it really is that feeling of, oh yeah, just it's so comfortable. It's it, when people are increasingly in that feeling of of authenticity, of alignment, of their natural way of being, it's relaxing, it's relieving, it's yeah, it does feel comfortable. It's like, oh yeah, this is the stuff I love to do or the people I love to be with or the kind of conversations I love to have. And it just feels so right, no matter what the thing is. You know, there's no um, there's no limits around that. I think we can quite often think about, oh, if I'm in my aligned expression, it must mean something very big and fancy. And I'm doing very impressive things in the world that other people think are impressive at least you know and and for me it's not that it's we could be doing anything we could be talking to anyone it's that's totally secondary to the fact it's our thing to be doing and our way of talking about it it's amazing how um how hard this starts to become at some point given that it's so absolutely natural nothing Mm. added it just it just is what's there but then it's like even just when you use those, I love like just the really simple examples. Like when you, 
want to read a book, read a book. Like, but how often does that really happen? You know, I mean, we all know what that's like of like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this right now. And just all of that garbage, you know? And so how would you say like what it is that kind of starts to get in the way? Obviously a lot of conditioned beliefs and expectations and that stuff, but Mm -hmm. is that, is that kind of what brings us, takes us away from this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I, and I don't really see anything else other than I do see that conditioning is is not just thought based. It is also in the emotional system. It's in the physical system. And yeah, so it's, yes, it's all the conditioning and it sits at all these different levels. Um, so yeah, the, as far as I can see it, our only work really, and, and in fact, we were talking about it this morning. I, I volunteer in Heartfelt Presence and we were talking about it being this dance between moving towards what lights us up, what really feels good for us, and also understanding and being with this conditioned response and almost like each time we move towards something then more of that conditioning becomes visible so then we go and be with the conditioning and then having been with that it opens up some space again so then we can move back into the light again and and all the good stuff and then that brings up more conditioning so we go back and we you know so it's like this dancing back and forth all of it in a loving from a loving space of yeah I love doing this stuff more of this stuff and now this stuff okay so we bring love to this stuff we bring love to that condition and we bring love to that that confusion in our system that thinks yeah I shouldn't be reading a book right now whatever is driving that I mean even how you just said that is so huge and so not how we're used to thinking of it because I can imagine all kinds of people and myself at one point too like the conditioning comes up and that looks like such a problem it looks like something to battle or like or we just get so quickly resigned to like oh yeah like here's my guilt again you know and mm-hmm. but just the way you said it it's so clear it's like there there is nothing wrong all there ever is is just being with what's actually here in this moment sometimes mm-hmm. that will feel like pure joy and alignment sometimes that will feel like something that's pushing against that or you know whatever but I mean, what are we going to do? We either get to fight or we get to exactly what you said, like just meet what's here and be like, okay, this is here right now. Yeah, yeah. It's so simple. Like it's like life is just bringing it (laughs) to us, you know? It is simple. And we know that in the experience of it, when we're very caught in it and very identified with it all, it really does look like it's a problem to be fixed. It really does look like I've got to do something with this. And I don't see that as wrong either. You know, that drive in me, to fix this and sort this this stuff out brought me to this exploration. It, it is what's driven me all the way along to find the next thing and the next thing because nothing was quite quite getting to it, you know, or or something got to this bit, but it hadn't got to that bit. So so I really see now as well the perfection of that like dissatisfaction and dis and dis-ease with what was happening the feeling that there was something wrong that needed fixing. And in fact, only last year, 23, I came to see that what was underneath all of my experience was this belief that I'm wrong, that I am fundamentally wrong. And so that was what I was meeting last year. And it's had a profound effect because really everything that was being done was driven from, well, I'm wrong. So I've got to really show that somehow I'm right. Somehow I'm okay. Somehow I'm acceptable. So, so much of my um, my words and actions and behaviors had been with that intention. Like, please, you know, see, see that I'm good. And then maybe it will sort out this belief that I'm fundamentally wrong. And of course, that was never going to work. So it's only been by me actually being able to turn around and meet that in myself that's then meant my system's no longer, I'm no longer afraid of that. It's like if that thought was to come up, that's okay. If that feeling was to come up, that's okay. I can be with that. Whereas really for a lot of my life, I've been running away from it going, oh, oh my God, what can I do to sort this out? Because I'm really a problem. <laughs> Which yeah. is like the power of really seeing that that is conditioning. That is a thought. Yeah. And that, and it's not, a, it's not a problem to solve. Yeah. And we see that, like you said, in so many different ways. A lot of times we just hit a point where we're like, okay, I clearly can't solve this problem, which leads mm-hmm. us to be like, well, may, you know, and then we could maybe see, well, maybe that's because it isn't a problem to be solved. But my version of that, um, not that I'm wrong so much, but that I'm not okay. So everything mm-hmm. 
Like I couldn't read a book because I should be doing something else to make sure I'm okay later. Mm. And I and I think there's only a handful of these. Like I, I feel like the, yes. these themes yeah. are so universal. Yeah. And and it's so helpful for people to know every we all have that you cannot avoid this because mm. stuff happens mm. and our little kid minds just, you know, try to make a solution around it. Yeah. So that's huge. But yeah, to see like you, like, oh, okay. So my mind's constantly wanting to do stuff for later and make sure, you know, make sure I'm mm-hmm. safe and like collect all this stuff around me to keep me okay. And when I could see that that's all that's happening and that me doing those things wasn't actually helping my safety at all. It had nothing to do with that. Then just like you said, it's like, oh, okay, now I can read a book feel the discomfort and just sit there and feel that discomfort without having to run around and do something to prevent it. Mm. And it just can't, like, you know, it's like it's kept alive in large part by all of our acting, which kind of, you know, Mm. gives it this power. Not that it won't still show up, but so different. I know you've seen that too. Like it can show up and like, oh, there's that. It just Mm. completely different Mm. experience. Yeah, really, really that shift in relationship with it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like you said at the beginning of that, it's like it's it's knowing that it's this is universal. Each there's a, there is a very small number. The Enneagram is actually a great summary of those universal core beliefs that we carry as humans. Um, there are nine Enneagram types, so you can take your pick from <laughs> which of those nine is predominant for you. Um, and predominant because we all have all nine, it's just that one will be emphasized a bit more. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it just sits there lurking quietly because we don't even know it's there, like until we see it. And it's the same with every, every layer of belief or conditioning that we move through. We don't know what's under it until we've been with and loved and, and sat with ourselves in, in the kind of one above it. It's only in the dispersing of that that then we go, oh, and now look at this one. <laughs> this one's now become available to be seen. And and that for me is the perfection of all of this because it, it does, it gets revealed and revealed and revealed, which is why I also then in the flip talk about how our aligned expression or our authentic expression gets revealed and revealed. I don't know if it ever ends. I don't know if we ever get to a point where we go, Oh, good. I'm 100% revealed in my aligned expression now. You know, it, I don't know. Maybe we spend the rest of our lives in this and we keep uncovering more layers. I don't know. All I know is that I've seen the layer that I've seen and and I wait and I know that if there's something else to be seen, that'll become that'll become evident for me. And absolutely for me. You know, it's not not to me. It's not against me. It's not, there's nothing, yeah, as you said before, there's no problem here. There's nothing wrong. It's like right here's here I am here's the next one to um yeah to to be loved and dispersed and reveal more alignment. I think um I think it's easy sometimes to get caught up in that stage like you just said of like what it means to be in what's here and like just feel it because I I mean I know I used to wonder so much about that like well, what do I do? Do I write down the beliefs? Do I analyze it? How do I sit with my feelings? So mm. just really briefly, I wonder how, like, if you could just share how that looks for you. Mm. Yeah, so to begin with, and in fact, I know I'm going to talk about the event shortly, but that really, that sort of mirrors my journey. And, and most of the people who I work with, it mirrors their journey of starting at the psychological. So things like you've done so much around thought and loved your book, just a thought, loved running the book group on that. Um, Yes, such a such an impactful summary, like so con- so concise about the nature of the mind and the nature of thought. And so that Byron Katie's work um, was also very powerful in terms of of that psychological level of experience. And that was my really my first doorway. You know, I'd come from a psychological coaching background, so thinking and, and trying to sort my thinking out so that I could have the right feelings, so I could have the right experience was very much where I came from before finding three principles and yeah, people like yourself. And so all of that then really lightened that psychological experience, really helped me instead of just accepting it and going, oh, wow, this is, yeah, this is bad. This is a problem. I'd best fix it. It really shifted that into, um, the again, the dispersing of the thoughts rather than the sorting out of them. 
And then when the the more emotional levels became available, that was more, um, much more about tuning inwards. So kind of being in more meditative state and tuning in, which initially was purely just about being in the sensation of the feeling, you know, of, or of the emotion or in the physical sensations, if that's what was there, just being in that raw experience of it. And then latterly, it's moved deeper into actually being in conversation with those energies, speaking to them and understanding them, understanding their perspective and being able to bring adult wisdom to them, you know, because they are often very childlike and very confused and very stuck, you know, with anything in our, anything that's got stuck in our system and is going round and round those same loops again and again, just fixed on, well, this is how it is and this is how it has to be. So being able to communicate with it and bring insight, bring bring that wisdom, like as if I'm coaching my inner world, you know, bringing guidance to my inner world. Um, and that, yeah, that's been been amazing to move into that space. And, and all of which has been so supported by awakening. So all of what we're talking about here, that for me is all the enlightenment process. But awakening gave or create, reminded me of the spaciousness that we are, reminded me of that unconditional love that we are, reminded me of the fact that none of this stuff is really who I am. And so that disidentification and the, yeah, what just turns into love of all of this stuff, that really made such a difference in being able to get closer to it. It's like, now that I know it's not really me, now I can move towards it. Which is why then the spiritual angle of enlightenment also comes in, because to know truly who are, who we are and, and that spiritual nature that we are does really, for me, it superpowers anything we're going to do in the enlightenment space. To know that I'm not just this limited human I'm I'm so much more than that. I'm all of this. And yeah, my true nature is not just this. Yeah. So is that what you mean by awakening when you say it? It's like a, well, yeah. Tell me like how, like, what do you mean by that? That recognition? Yeah. Yeah. Purely the recognition of our essential nature and importantly, the nature of that nature, because we can recognize that awareness is our most fundamental aspect of our experience. The most direct, that which never changes that which we never had to learn, you know, all the stuff we've talked about so far, we, we've we learned all that conditioning. We never had to learn to be aware. <laughs> you know, Nobody ever had to take us to school for that. Mm. Um, so recognizing that most essential aspect of us, but, but recognizing its nature means also recognizing that it is infinite. It's not contained within this body. I have no evidence that it's just in this brain or, or even that it's generated by this brain. The neuroscientists can't even <laughs> show us that, that it's generated by the brain. Nobody can, and I don't believe they ever will, because who we are is prior to the brain. Who we are is more fundamental to the brain. So to recognize that, to recognize that eternal, infinite nature of who we really are, to then know that, yeah, who we are as a human is is that in form, you know? And And right now, let's look at this human experience then. Now let's understand this human experience, knowing that it's not really who I am. But blooming heck, I want to have a good time being this, you know. <laughs> if I'm going to be here as this human, let's make it fun. Let's make it enjoyable. Let's make it, um, yeah, a great experience. I, I love how you're how you talk about this at all of those levels. And I think I'm so excited for the event that you're going to talk about because now I'm like really seeing how you have it laid out. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so um, but because I think, Ian, you said it re really early on in our conversation too, that that the conditioning is not just thought-based conditioning. It's at the level of the physical, energetic, everything. I've seen a lot about that in the last year or so. And, um, and I think that's just... I mean, I won't even say it's important. That doesn't seem like a big enough word. It's absolutely like vital. Like it, because it is all yeah. one system and we yeah. can have our favorites and I for sure have my favorite. Usually our favorites are where we've been most hung up probably, right? So I've had a lot of big insights around thoughts and I love to talk about that, but that is not it. And and yeah. what even is thought and where even is the boundary between thought and feeling? We don't even know, right? Mm. So, yeah. so like you're saying, like to just like to, that we feel into this stuff and that it, it kind of 
life meets us now, a guide and, you know, your summit and teachers and all of that can be incredibly helpful in this regard. Yeah. But even just meeting what's here, maybe first it is thought and then we kind of get into the body a bit and then we start mm-hmm. to communicate with it like you do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just amazing mm-hmm. yeah, how much wisdom there is and how I think a little bit of curiosity and openness and maybe some good pointing kind of just mm-hmm. starts to unravel the whole thing. And it's very mm-hmm. multifaceted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, Amy, but I've really seen how I've been kind of moved to the next thing every single time. And I see that for my clients as well. It's like, you know, right, I've, I've seen this bit. I've, I've worked in this way or I've uh, understood from that angle. And, and like you said, you know, it's not, it's not quite it. So then something else has appeared on my path. You know, another teacher or somebody else pops up in my YouTube or a friend mentions a book or, you know, something it just happened it's happened every single step of the way that it's like here you go Helen here's the next thing that you're ready to move on to and it's um and, and I don't know if that's the same for everybody I know yeah for some people there's there's more of a single uh track journey and that's not wrong we're all different my um human design is manifesting generator which means I'm naturally inclined towards pick and mix and magpie Ooh, bright and shiny, bright and shiny. You know, I'm always, I'm always curious about this multifaceted um, thing and all the different possible doorways. But for me, again, it, it doesn't really matter. You, you will get what's right for you. You will get what's perfect for you because that's how it's designed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool to start to see that that's been going on because I, I feel the exact same in. Like anything in life, there can there have been times I think where this has felt like I went through a period for a few years where I was very frustrated because I felt like I was the old stuff that had helped me wasn't landing anymore. But I hadn't mm-hmm. really found like the new thing. And that mm-hmm. I felt like I was in that period for a while. Right. And then now I feel like kind of like what you're saying, it's like everywhere I turn, there's something that's adding on and it's like really rapid and it can be tempting to prefer the rapid <laughs> and that's fine. Right. But I mean, it's just like anything in life. It just seems to just have its own pace and it's, mm. it's cool to see that and just trust it a little mm. bit. That's such a good point. Such a good point because you know, like how easily we can look to people like Eckhart Tolle or Baron Katie or these people who've had really like huge awakenings and huge shifts in their experience. Sid Banks, you know, another, another, classic one where we all go oh gosh amazing amazing and and then we start to try and measure ourselves against somebody else's experience and go oh well it mustn't be working for me because it's not on the same time scale as them or the same magnitude as them or whatever stuff we make up and and just to really emphasize that, that everybody's journey is so unique and you you can't although we can I mean guess like mine and Sarah's book you know we can lay out maps we can say here's the kind of path you're going to walk but we can't know what your unique journey is going to be like. We can't know what detours you might make. We can't know if you're going to stop here for some lunch and dinner and breakfast or whether you're just going to stop off for a cup of tea. You know, it's like, it's going to, it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, and the more we can ease into that and yeah, be with our, our unique journey rather than wishing we had their one over there, all the easier because we very back to the beginning of what you very first said, you know, then we're with our experience just as it is, rather than wishing it was something else. Yeah, and and um, and acknowledging that this isn't always like feeling good, <laughs> which I, <laughs> you know, yeah. probably many listeners know by now. But I know when I first, like, even when I first came across the principles, I thought it was just like progressively better and better. Listen yeah. for a feeling; like you should always be feeling better. Is how my mind heard that, you know. And yeah, definitely has not been my experience. I don't think it's anybody's experience because, like you said. Mm-hmm. We we have to sit with the conditioning. We we're mm. we're clarifying, so stuff comes up to be seen and clarified. But when we have that that awakening or that sense that this is not who I am, that mm. that's what I think makes it so much easier. And in a weird way, it's like more stuff than ever can come up. But we yeah. also have the capacity to be with it that we didn't think we had before. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally, and yeah, it can be challenging for sure. It's a terrible marketing strap line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might hurt. <laughs> it won't always be fun. <laughs> yeah. 
But then I kind of also think we, um, if we come to it, we come to it. Like if we come to it, it's because it's for us. I, I've seen, and trust me, I've tried many times in years gone by to convince people that this is the kind of exploration they should be in. You know, in my in my early days, just after after what I'd seen with the three Ps and my initial awakening, it's like, oh my God, everybody needs to know this. Everybody should be in this exploration. We must tell everyone, 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 listen, listen. Um, but it's not for everyone. You know, it took me quite a long time to to kind of make peace with that and and go, yeah, there. Are, it's not for everyone. And when people are called to it, then amazing, because we've got an, an incredible myriad of of people, approaches, modalities. There's something for everyone. And thank the Lord for the internet that makes it all so much easier to access and and to find the right people. And then people who aren't interested, no worries. You know, my husband still has my book sat by his bed unopened. It's totally fine. It's not his path. So, and again, for a while, I really thought that he should be interested in this stuff. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not, that's not for him, at least not right now. And if it changes, then great. And if it doesn't, then that's perfectly fine too. Yeah. And I think that's part of what for me is why when it gets tough, it's like, yes, it does. And we kind of have no choice. Like, I don't know about you again, but I and people I talk to, it's like, gosh, this is hard. And well, what else would we be doing? Like, <laughs> if you ever try and imagine stepping off the ride, it's like, oh, I have no idea how I'd do that. Mm-hmm. Number of times, I've, in, especially in the early days, where my system, my mind was very doubtful. It was, it was Helen, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. What, what's all the stuff you're getting into? Or if I felt like I'd binge watched too much <laughs> stuff on YouTube about three Ps on non-duality, be like, oh, I must, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. And then within like an hour, there I'll be back. <laughs> next article, next YouTube, next podcast. Because it was just, it was like, yeah, th- no, this is the direction. There's nowhere else for me to go. Yeah, that's exactly my experience. Um, and it's funny because I remember so many times kind of hearing my mind say like, enough, I'm done with this. This is stupid. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And and then exactly like you're saying, it was almost be immediately followed by like, like you have a choice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just, but again, there's something very, maybe scary, but also kind of cool in that. It's like somehow we ended up on this ride and we didn't put ourselves here and we can't get ourselves off, but <laughs> you can trust that. I think, you know, maybe you don't, that's fine too. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like in the bigger picture, like there's something in that. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. it isn't for everyone, but when it is for you, you tend to know it. Yeah. And, I, and, and you know what you'd said about looking for the good feeling at the beginning and thinking it would all be better, better, better. My experience is that it gets better. It's just quite bumpy on the way. Yeah. And so there's, there's lots of oscillation on the way um, of, yeah, openings and then contractions again. But it does feel like it's on an upwards trajectory of yeah increasingly um yeah I guess increasingly that feeling of being ourself all the way back to authentic expression being who we really are but being who we are as this human as well I love that that like just feeling of being yourself and how simple that is too um and and just yeah looking at kids and it's just not even a question yet um in in what you said early on too, when I asked kind of what's in the way of it, and it's like, well, I mean, in some ways, a, a lot of conditioning at all these different levels, but at the, in other ways, like not much, just some conditioning at different levels. It's like, it's incredibly simple what is in the way and even in the way is kind of a maybe not accurate way of saying it. It's just what comes up and grabs our attention, you know, and... um But I want, like one one thing in particular I wanted to ask you about that I that I've gone through and that I see people go through is um when it comes to actual expression like like with other people too. I think that can be a particularly sticky point when we start to see that I mean I could say to you like there are no other people. <laughs> I might not say that to everybody, but like when we really kind of start to see that like this is all here that my gripes with my husband, when I really look at that, it's the exact same feeling of powerlessness that I felt when I was five with my parents. It is not about right. him. Yet right. it comes out very much in the context of something he apparently did wrong. 
and 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 so it's a weird it can be a weird in between sometimes where it's like we kind of see what's what's behind the curtain a bit yet we're in a relationship with someone and mm. when they do the same thing over and over and all this angst comes up what do you do with that so i know there's not a a direction you can tell us but i'm curious just what you see in that mm. kind of messiness yeah uh, so so what's coming up for me and and the way it went for my journey was a long period of time where the mirror was turned back to me. So whatever was happening in relationship with the other, there was there was always a right, what's what's me in this? What's my part in this? Like you say, with your childhood conditioning coming up with your husband, it's like, okay, what's 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 yeah, what's this reaction in me that's creating this experience with this person? So there was probably a good couple of years, maybe longer where it was always that turn around, turn around, turn around to look at myself, hold that mirror up and not infallibly, you know, there were plenty of times when I also reacted rather than first of all, pausing and doing that, <laughs> that inquiry. Um, and those reaction moments were also very instructive. So um, there was one time when I, um, I'd gone into my husband, I can't remember exactly what had happened, but something in relation to our son and I was quite frankly judging him and saying, you're so harsh on him. You shouldn't be like that with him. Um, it's not what he needs. He needs love. And you're being so critical and you're being so judgmental. And he literally looked up from his cup of tea and he went, oh, what are you being with me right now? And I was like, oh. See, that's yeah. why he doesn't need to read your book. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he doesn't need to read my book. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, um, and it was such a pivotal moment for me of like, oh my God. Like it, in terms of our relationship, it was like, oh, you are so right. And just the, like the way he delivered it, you know, like a great joke. <laughs> the delivery of the punchline, it was like, wow, yeah, okay, I hear you. Um, so there's no there's no wrong turns. You know, my my mind in that moment, and or at least quite soon after, it was like, yeah, you did the wrong thing, Helen. You shouldn't have done that. You're supposed to be better than this. You shouldn't have reacted like that. But actually, that reaction and his response was incredible it, it had such an impact I've told this story a number of times because it had such an impact on me in that moment so as much as yes we we do the work in terms of clearing up our own system and 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 loving ourselves and integrating everything within ourselves so that we're not fearful of our own experience be kind with yourself along the way as well because there is no wrong turn whatever happens it's it's going to give you something Either it's going to be that lovely aligned expression and it's going to be amazing or it's going to feel awful. And then that's going to give you a route in to the next point of, of inquiry at whatever level that's that's being called for. So, so yeah, it's, um, and, and as that's happened, then I see it's, it is again that we clear in ourselves, we clear in ourselves and then more aligned expression gets revealed. Not because I'm trying to be aligned, not because I'm trying to be authentic. It's just that's all that's left when we're no longer caught up in the in the conditioned stuff. I think that's so good. And it points to something that we can get caught up in, which is like kind of what you said, doing it right, doing it right, mm. whatever that means, mm. like preventing or like all the thinking about, well, I shouldn't even put this on him. But, you know, like all of that. And it's yeah. like, no, yeah, we yeah. have to just jump in and let life keep unfolding. You're not stuck anywhere. So your partner gets mad at you. Big deal. Like, then you move on, right? There's the next moment coming. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. that's where that just learning mm -hmm. and just kind of working it out seems to come from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being being in it, being in the experience of it mm -hmm. and knowing that there's something else available than just the face value of the exchange. Yeah. I remember hearing in the principles early on, because they talk about this a lot, like um, not having these conversations until you're kind of in the right state of mind and all of that, mm -hmm. you know, like kind of seeing your own state of mind and waiting. And that's great when you can do it. <laughs> but I also remember being like, forget that. Because when I, like, not when I'm super in a super caught up state, but there's a, there's a lot of times where there's some friction. I am not in a clear mind. But that's when it's actually helpful to have those conversations. And and I'm still kind of in this janky part of this, to be honest, with, with, with communicating with my husband. But it's like I can kind of be like, okay, 
I know there's a lot of my stuff coming up in this right now and this about mm-hmm. you, <laughs> you know, and there, and that's okay. Like it's yeah. not the cleanest, most beautiful, you know, you know, kind of communication that we, that our mind idealizes, but it's real and it's mm-hmm. just is. And, and just like you said, there's a lot that comes out of that. I find that often, as soon as I say that, it's like a weight is lifted and now I can see more clearly. Whereas if I yeah. sit around and wait for that to happen on its own without saying anything, who knows? So yeah, yeah it's cool that it yeah. just is going to be messy maybe forever. But, but I love what you're saying of like, just dive in and life will, life will clarify it for you. Yeah. There's such an important piece in, in what you've just shared though in that ownership of your own experience because yeah. I guess our habitual and like it was for me in the example I just shared the habitual thing has just been instantly to blame out there oh it's just totally them and it's totally their problem and if only they would be different then I would be okay so there's such an important shift in what you've just shared which is that shift into ownership of this is my experience right now I'm feeling like this and I don't love this, whatever it is. Now the conversation moves from there, which is a much more honest place and a much more truthful place than it's all them and it's all their problem. And they're the one that needs to to change or that circumstance needs to change. Mm. Even that I need to change, you know, that we can put ourselves in that other category as well in, in some circumstances. So the more that we can yeah, begin from that place of ownership, and know that, yeah, that there is another there who we're in relationship with. You know, sometimes people have changed as I've changed. You know, as I've cleared something up, then they've shown up as an entirely different person. But that's not always happened. And there's a, for me, there's a respectfulness in that of, I guess, like I said, with my husband in the book, you know, that's fine. He's he's having his unique experience that he's here for. My job is to pay attention to my experience and see what comes from that and yeah, I'm responsible for this one. Yeah. And yeah, sharing that, like you said, you're potentially messily, potentially um, not how the mind would imagine it, but still, honestly, at least as it looks right now. Yeah. And it's so, it's just awesome how that that gets better and better. I don't mean it gets better and like clearer and more spiritual. I just mean that even the messiness, the honesty in that is like, mm-hmm. wow, this is life. It kind of mm-hmm. takes us full circle to sitting with the conditioning, you know, not like, oh, this shouldn't be here. It's like, no, mm-hmm. this, this is what's here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very, very authentic. Very, it just feels yeah. very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I love it. Um, I think we, we just hit on a lot of really big stuff. So, so um, tell us a little bit about the event coming up that I'm super excited to be part of. Um, I love how it just obviously because it's on your mind. So this is how you think about this stuff. But I, I yeah, I love how we just kind of gave some little sneak previews in this conversation of kind of what it's going to be about. But yeah, say a little bit about yeah. what it is. Yeah, amazing. Thanks, Amy. And and I know that you're planning for this um, episode to go out on the 29th of January, which is just a couple of days before the first um, video is going to land for the event. So there's still plenty of time. In fact, yeah, let me tell you more about the event because there is a whole 10 months worth of of good stuff coming up. So um, people may or may not be aware, we've had a summit during January 17th to 19th. And it was kind of like a precursor to this main event, which is starting um, end of Jan into Feb. And what we're doing is providing an enlightenment pathway. So it's called the enlightenment event with the purpose of revealing your aligned expression. And each month is based on a theme so I, yeah, like you say, we kind of gave a little snippet in that um, in that conversation, because this pathway that that I'm sharing is is essentially kind of my pathway, give or take a little bit. But what we're doing is we're starting with make it visible. So that first stepping stone, which really connects to what we just said about honesty, we have to first of all know and acknowledge what it is in our experience that is ready for enlightening. Like we have to first of all know what is. The conditioning that's in my system what is the next thing that's coming up for that loving attention so we begin our journey in this program with make it visible so with a couple of experts one of whom i know your audience will be very familiar with claire diamond and nikki drew who are helping with that make it visible stage so that everyone's given ways of seeing their experience 
so that they know, okay, what's, what is here for me? It might, you might already know it, then that's cool. But it's, it's bringing that opportunity. Then we're going to move through um, these stages of deepening enlightenment. So psychological enlightenment with yourself and Grace Bell, emotional enlightenment, physical enlightenment. So all the different modalities and ways of coming into relationship with the experience like we've talked about. And then spiritual enlightenment, which is at the end of the path in this. For me, it's kind of woven all the way through it on my own journey. But it, as a home, it comes at the end of this path because sometimes, in fact, that is people's experience that as they lighten the psychological, the emotional, the physical, then the spiritual nature of who we are can become more visible. It's kind of like we've cleared enough muck off the lens that now we can see more more easily the truth of who we are. So having gone through those emotional sorry psychological emotional physical layers we then move into spiritual enlightenment and then we end with holistic enlightenment which is some modalities and approaches and ways of being that really can't be emphasized into any of those those previous categories so that's the the initial 6 months of the program one month per theme each theme gets an initial setup context call a deep dive workshop with each work with each expert, and then an open Q and A call at the end of the month. So across the month, you get four good chunky calls, as well as lots of community discussion and conversation in in the middles, and access to the summit recordings. So people have missed the summit, then no worries because you get all that included as well. But the thing that I love the most about this is that you have a choice of how you want to join this program. Because you might look at it and go, I want all of that. <laughs> I, want, I want to walk through every single step of that journey and meet each of these experts and move through each of these modalities, which are all going to be very practical workshop sessions. You know, I love making things real. And um, intellectual learning is lovely and that doesn't change your life. So each of these workshops is going to actually give you practical experiences of each, each expert's um, approach modality tool technique so you have six months of that and, and yeah you might want to just dive in for the whole thing after that six months we move into integration we move into um, reconnecting to all the modalities and celebrating at the end of august so there's the option to sorry end of october so there's the option to buy the whole lot i'm all in for the full 10 months and i want to go on this this full journey and, and have the whole thing but there's also the option to pick and mix because not everybody wants everything. Some people might be, let's say like you, you know, you, you might have come a few years ago thinking, well, yeah, I know the psychological stuff. Totally nailed that. So I want to come and join the emotional and the physical and see what all that stuff's about. So it also has the freedom for people to come and join the months they want and, and just be in that free flow of come for this, leave for that month, come back for this month, leave for that month, come back for the last three to do some integration and you know, it's it's very fluid so that people can um, can really tailor it to their own unique path, you know, whatever um, whatever is right for them. So with that, I really therefore hope that it gives a full range of options that, yeah, as I say, people can make it work exactly as they, they want to need it to. And um, yeah, have a have a great time revealing more of their aligned expression. I love it. It's um, getting excited listening to you talk about it. And I think, you know, I mean, I love that people can come in and out and focus where they want. Um, But also just just like the experience of doing the whole 10 months. I mean, just to hear you talk about it, it's like, and you know, you said this, it's, it's kind of like you kind of are doing the whole thing in a cycle. It's like you see some stuff about thought, then you go into feeling, then more thought comes up because now you're feeling. <laughs> and then you go yeah. into, you know, like, so it it's like stuff's going to come up as it needs to. So I think for people yeah. who are maybe a little bit newer to this or just want the whole experience, man, that whole 10 months, it's just going to be incredible. There's no way someone's going to do this and, and feel like the same at the end of 10 months. And yeah. I love how you have it set up too, where... Um, you know, there we're learning some tools and some ways of working with this stuff on our own. Mm. And then again, yeah, you just are going to take this through life because there's always mm. be a belief come up or a feeling or something. And so to have some real concrete tools to be able to kind of take is really important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I and I really I'm a big fan of um 
of smorgasbord options, of pick and mix options. As I said before, it's been my journey, but and it's and it's also often what people value who come into my world because to me there isn't just one way, and we never know what the next thing is going to be that might just get to that next little nook that we hadn't realised was was available for some more love. Um, yeah, so I, so I do really. I guess what's coming up in my head is that that phrase from the three P's of you don't have to do anything. For me, that means you don't have to do anything. You can do anything. And here's a whole bunch of stuff that that's available for you to, yeah, proactively move towards it. Do something concrete, like you say. Yeah, it was important to me through my journey to do that, to not just have to sit and wait and hope and cross my fingers that one day... I'm going to have, um, you know, an amazing insight. Yeah. I would rather move towards it. I would rather do something proactive. and Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to do any one thing, but I love this too. It gives them such a menu of like, just do like, like you said earlier, you kind of can't help it. You're going to be called towards certain things. You know, if somebody's mm-hmm. listening and they're interested in this, you're going to know what you're called towards. So it just, yeah, why not? Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. share all the links and all the details. Thank you. Um, for everyone. And I really encourage everyone listening to check it out. I'm excited to do it. And yeah. 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 yeah amazing. Thank Thanks so much. much Thank this. you so much for being part of it as well. Cause yeah, it's wonderful. You're bringing your expertise to it too. Yeah. I'm honored to be part of it. Thank you. And thanks for this yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah. See you in the, in the summit. See you. Yeah. See you there. Lots of love. Would you like to be part of a supportive, loving community of like-minded people exploring the big questions in life? Would you like a place you can turn for personal support on anything you're struggling with at any time and get support from several certified change coaches? For the first time ever, my incredible Little School of Big Change community is now open to anyone, even if you haven't been through the six-week Little School of Big Change course. It's a place to see how things like anxiety, doubt, habits, and insecurities are actually incredible gifts. They're here to wake you up. To join us in this community, please go to dramiejohnson.com slash the community.